Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. You should be saving for the future, but savings accounts suck. And investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers 4 to 6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit stairsapp.com today. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, episode number 399. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Step Forth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO for Advanced Local. Today, we have a special guest for you. We are interviewing Stefan Spencer, co-author of The Art of SEO, author of Google Power Search, founder of Net Concepts, and a business coach whom I actually have had the luck of, of working with. Welcome, Stefan. How are you doing today? Hey, that's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. You know, we've had you on before, and have always been at great episodes and some of, some of our best downloads. In fact, so uh, it's it's great to have you back. And and Johnny's so so, so I'm competing against myself. Then is, is that what you're saying? <laughs> you are. You and John Mueller. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bring it on. <laughs> oh, and nice. Even John's on today. It's a shock. John's here. Yeah. John finally had an open window to f- jump in on the show again. It's been very busy. <laughs> well, I'm glad everyone. But I wasn't going to miss talking to Stefan. So. Oh, you said it. You said it. Stephane. Oh, I said it, didn't I? Oh, man. <laughs> we can let you say it again. Try it. Well, yeah, try it again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm not going to miss having a chance to talk with Stefan. Oh, thank you. Nailed it that time. Good for you. <laughs> So Stefan, you've, uh, well, we've known each other a long time, but you know, long you've been time. at SEO since uh, mid late nineties, uh, just yep. as we have, and I think maybe before us. So tell us a little bit about how much things have changed. It's been quite a journey for you. Oh, it has. It's been a journey for all of us, but uh, yeah, I went on this wild ride uh, that wasn't just an internet uh, business journey. It was a personal transformation journey too. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute, but from an internet marketing perspective, yeah, things have changed a lot. I remember using web position gold and thinking, wow, this is really oh stupid <laughs> having to make a separate version for every one of these search engines of the same page uh. of content just feels really icky to me and, and wasteful and stupid. And I, I just, did not like doing that and uh, didn't do much of it because I hated it so much. And thankfully that 
was something that just got <laughs> became yeah. irrelevant when Google came along. When uh, actually, when Backrub came along, which then <laughs> <laughs> became Google. Can you believe that was the name of, oh of Google yeah. before? Well, wow. college kids in their dorm room, they're going to name things funny th names, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I just fell in love with Google and wanted to figure out how to reverse engineer it. And uh, at the time, we were building e-commerce e websites as the primary business, but baking SEO into those websites became a, a mission of ours and, and for me in particular. And then I realized that there are a lot of other kinds of websites out there and bigger businesses who would never hire a small agency to build an e-commerce site for them because maybe it's a huge brand like target.com or something. So we wanted to offer audits and, and standalone SEO consultancy services beyond just baking it into an e-commerce website build. And um, yeah, that, that was back in 2000 or so, 2000, 2001. And um, yeah, we've been, gosh, it's been, a, it's been a long road. <laughs> and um, mm -hmm. there've been a lot of Google updates and it's not about chasing after the latest update. It's like driving a car using only the rear view mirror, if that's the case, you know, and you want to think forward to the future of future proofing your, uh, your business and your online business, your website. And so that would involve things like AI and um, scalable strategies. Things, of course, need to be pure, pearly white hat, not just pretty white hat. It needs to be you know, super, super white and uh, stuff that you're comfortable sharing with Google engineers and saying, here's what I'm doing. If, if there's anything you're at all not comfortable with, you should reevaluate. It's not something you are happy to, to show off to a Google engineer or um, uh, be happy for your competitor to discover when they're reverse engineering what you're up to in terms of SEO, then yeah, you should reevaluate it. You've said you've mentioned reverse engineering a lot in the, the the first couple minutes of this. How big a part of reverse of your career has reverse engineering been? It sounds like it's a big chunk well, of it. Yeah, so I figured out at a pretty early stage in in my business career that I could not just reverse engineer Google's algorithm, but kind of uh, put a middleware layer between my client's website and the greater internet. And thus I could uh, kind of search and replace real time things that were not search engine optimized on the core website, but I would like to search engine optimize it and serve it up to and needed a proxy kind of middleware layer in order to do that because if I were to do that on the, uh, uh, let's say Blue Martini, if you remember that uh, platform mm -hmm. uh, uh, install, it would take many months and maybe a million dollars to implement the SEO changes that I wanted to see on the live site. And so I invented a proxy, reverse proxy technology uh, back in 2003, called it Gravity Stream. And that actually became the majority revenue producing uh, component or, or part of, of the agency. And a it was a big reason why I was able to sell the agency in 2010. Mm. It's because that was, uh, like I said, the majority of the revenue, it was performance-based pricing. We had a client, for example, um, Zappos. Um, uh, we charged seven figures in uh, pay for performance uh, spend in a year's time because we were generating that much value for them. We charged on a, uh, a cost per click basis, 15 cents a click. So everybody wanted to sign up because <laughs> who doesn't want pay for performance? If, if you don't get the performance, you don't get the value, you don't pay for it. 
so if we bring that back down to kind of our core audience, which is really people that are just learning about SEO, just trying to understand how to get better at SEO, what yeah. can they do at, at their level and what kind of things would, would make sense for them to try to reverse engineer without these big multi-million dollar tools? Is there something they yeah. can do as, as new people to really help them um, totally. leverage yeah. it? Yeah, totally. Uh, I'll give you um, just off the cuff some examples here. Just doing a simple Google search can help you to reverse engineer, let's say what BuzzFeed is doing in order to get so many links and, and so much uh, click-throughs. Uh, uh, click it's the, the hook and the headline that's kind of their secret sauce. They have, they pick really good uh, images, and they write the articles well, and you know, come up with great quizzes and all that as well. But really, it starts with the hook and then the headline. And if you want to reverse engineer what they're doing as inspiration to write your own viral content, link-worthy uh, viral content, so that you can get links like they get. You might put in your topic plus site colon buzzfeed.com in as a Google search and see what comes up as uh, the articles and, and, and the headlines. If you want to get a little fancier with it, you could do in title colon and then the topic. There's no space after the colon, by the way. So in title colon um, plumbing, for example, if you're a plumber <laughs> and then site colon buzzfeed.com. It's so simple, and yet you're R&Ding, essentially, uh, ripping off and duplicating. Uh, but I, like I said, with using it as inspiration, not copy and paste. So let's actually do that. Site colon buzzfeed.com, and then in title colon plumbing, or vice versa. It doesn't matter the order. You can do in title first or site colon first. Seven expert plumbing tips to keep in mind this Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. uh, the race is on for plumbing at the push of a button. <laughs> what was that one? <laughs> plumbing and Thanksgiving. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of blowing me too. <laughs> it was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. The only plumbing I'm worried about is with Thanksgiving is the aftermath, but that's besides the point. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So anyways, you, you get the idea that uh, you can find... What for whatever topic it is, unless it's super super niche, you could just, let's say you want to write about hurricanes, in title colon hurricane, or in title colon hurricanes, and then site colon BuzzFeed.com. BuzzFeed.com uh, is my favorite kind of go to uh, place to reverse engineer what they're doing in terms of their their uh, hooks and headlines, but. There's also Viral Nova, Distractify, Bored Panda, Upworthy, a lot of these uh, viral sites that get tons and tons of traffic and you just are looking for inspiration. First, you gotta identify the topic. So whatever that keyword or entity is that you're gonna chase after. Then you gotta figure out what's the hook? What makes this um, so irresistible that somebody has to click to, to, to read this, right? You want to increase the tension that the, the reader has when they see that, that headline in whether it's a Google search or it's in their Facebook newsfeed or in their Twitter or wherever else, they're seeing something that they feel compelled to click on because there's tension. There's a curiosity gap. And if they click, then that tension gets relieved and it's like, ah, okay, I get to, I get to relieve that tension. But you don't wanna like just give it all away in the first paragraph of the article. You wanna keep some tension going so that they'll, they'll continue and keep reading, go to the end of the article, right? So yeah. and, and tension too, or timing. curiosity. Yeah. Timing yeah. Um, is, is key as well. Like if, it, if, if, you, if there's news right now of a pending hurricane, perfect timing write something about that and that's part of the reason these you should be saving for the future but savings accounts suck and investing can be scary we combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing we call it save vesting 
and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers 4 to 6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit stairsapp.com today. Yeah, although I'm 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 a little reticent to uh go chase after stuff that's kind of newsworthy of the moment because then it's ephemeral and it becomes obsolete very quickly. Something that was uh, covered in a CES in January is not, no longer news of the moment. It, mm-hmm. it only has uh, traction for maybe a couple weeks after the show. And, and yeah, it's kind of lost its linkworthiness and buzzworthiness. So that's I like true. stuff that's more evergreen. I look for things like if I'm uh, checking, let's say, uh, doing that BuzzFeed search, or I'm using a tool called BuzzSumo to see what what's kind of viral and 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 hot in terms of uh, you know buzzworthiness. I'm I'm going to look for stuff that has kind of evergreen staying power, and mm-hmm. and that's my recommendation. In fact, if you have something that you call a blog, you might even change the the positioning of it and call it a learning center or an academy or a university or a uh, training library or something and and restructure it so it's not just reverse chronological order because stuff that's two months old it just doesn't feel that compelling anymore versus the last months or even the last week's uh, content and what if you wrote something three months ago that's the best piece of content that's on your site? It's, you know, you're kind of giving it a, a, a demotion by putting it in reverse chronological order and then having it on page two or three in the archives. So the one, the example I would have given when I, in what I was mentioning there was, um, you know, if there was a hurricane, you would write uh, an article like this one from BuzzFeed, 22 pictures from the most destructive hurricanes in U.S. history. Not only does it work timely, but it also has evergreen style. I mean, this is the kind of thing people are typing in hurricanes. This is a good chance of getting links to it and also being a place that people can go back to on a regular basis. As is shown here, it's, it's doing quite well. And they've also included a lot of uh, locations in it, like Galveston hurricane. They've used terms, category for storm, all these things that people tend to do searches for too. Something I've, I've found yep. is, is helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you want to kind of lighten the mood and, and not have something that's so destructive and deadly and, and, and depressing, because that's not super viral. It's like, oh, yeah, I totally want to share something that's really sad. Yeah, I might find something like, I don't know, hurricane funny might be the phrase that, or, or the two keywords that you put in. Uh, and see what comes up there. And I especially like using this for finding images to in- incorporate into the article. So after I figured out the topic, and then I figured out what the hook is, and then I figured out the headline and what kind of words go in that, like I, I look for really compelling or evocative or provocative adjectives and adverbs. All right. So, uh, 13 chillingly haunted hotels in New England or something might be uh, an example where chillingly or, or, or chilling would be the uh, the spicy word there that, that really makes it much more of a compelling headline. Or um, which city should you actually live in? Take the quiz. Actually is the 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 where that makes you want to click if you don't have it it's just not as spicy can you talk a second about should i live and take the quiz yeah can you talk about the 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 integration between targeting something from an seo perspective and then applying these spicy adjectives and and trying to to make it more of a and I, I hate to use this word, but I, you know, it's kind of what you're describing, especially since you're using BuzzFeed, make it more clickbaity, right? <laughs> yeah, I was afraid you were gonna use that word clickbait. Um, yeah. The problem with the word clickbait is it, is it uh, kind of assumes that it's 
under promising and over promising and under delivering. And I want to do the opposite that I want to under promise and over deliver. Right? Number six will totally and number six is like ho-hum. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't like clickbait because of that, but I do like articles that are remarkable. So I'm using Seth Godin's definition of remarkable to say that it's worthy of remark. In The Purple Cow by Seth Godin, he talks about how you drive down this country road and you see cows in the pastures and your family's in the car and everybody's just got their heads in their phone. Nobody pays attention. Nobody cares about all those cows. But a purple cow on the side of the road, stop the car. Everybody get out. Let's get photos, <laughs> selfies, you know, videos. Let's upload it to, you know, wherever, uh, <laughs> Instagram and all that. And that is what you're aiming for in order to get great links pointing to your site. And now you could have a piece of content that has absolutely nothing to do with your target area of focus or your industry, your business. Could be cute puppy Monday and you're, you're a plumber. Russell, it's, it, that's okay. It's not <laughs> ideal. Yeah, right. I would prefer that you are at least tangentially related to your topic with your mm -hmm. viral content, but having it more remarkable is going to ensure or at least increase the odds that you are going to get links and links. Are, that's the currency. Yo, if you don't have links, you're dead in the water. You're, you're invisible. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I'm really glad that, that I did say clickbait because I know there's people in our audience who are thinking the same thing. And I really appreciate your explanation because it makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Okay. Let's take a quick yeah. break and we come back. We're good. Oh, there's so many questions. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. We're joined today by Stefan Spencer, Stefan Spencer, damn it, co-author of The Art of <laughs> SEO, author of Google Power Search, founder of Net Concepts, and an awesome business coach. <laughs> so uh, uh, I will get it. Is it it's French in me? I don't know what it is, but anyway. Uh, Canadians. So, Ooh la la. yes. <laughs> so you mentioned pearly white hat, but I'm curious, what about link building? I know you mentioned about great content that attracts links and, and ideally that's what everyone's doing. But these days I know, obviously because we're in the, the, in the market and we talk to a lot of people that link building in terms of outreach, all of that is still very, very prominent. What are your thoughts on that? Are you feeling about it? Yeah, it's important. It's important to be proactive. You can't just reactively sit back and think, well, I wonder who's going to link to me today because <laughs> who does that? Who, who wakes up and says, I got to figure out what plumber I'm going to write about on my blog today. I wonder if it'll be you know, XYZ. And 
it just doesn't work that way. So if you were trying to get written up in a newspaper, you wouldn't just sit back and hope that journalists will come knocking on your door, uh, you know, metaphorically speaking, you're going to pitch them. You're going to maybe hire a public relations professional who's going to make pitches and wine and dine these uh, journalists and TV producers and so forth. If you don't do that, you can't expect any coverage. So no press for you, right? Like no soup for you. And if you are going to do this in a totally white hat way, it's, you're going to treat it like it's PR. You're not going to try and buy bloggers off and say, hey, I'll pay you 50 bucks or you know, I'll, I'll send you a bunch of free stuff if you, if you cover my product. That just feels icky. And uh, again, I wouldn't, if I were you, if you're doing that, want to share this with a Google engineer and just say, hey, mm-hmm. I just got all these great links. And you know what? All I had to do was give $500 worth of my product away to all these guys and, and gals and boom, I got 50 links. Isn't that amazing? Aren't you proud of me, Google engineer? <laughs> like, yeah, what was your URL again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Huh. So what are you finding? Um, so doing that kind of outreach is important. Uh, what tools do you use to do that? I love Pitchbox, pitchbox.com. It's amazing. It is uh, enterprise level. It's uh, great for agencies. And uh, it's just the only tool that I would consider using to do outreach on uh, kind of on mass. And I'm not saying like, spamming on mass i mean like laser focused <laughs> but doing it in a way that is scalable and not copy paste send oh shoot did i forget to change their name oh shoot i just sent barbara and call, called her john darn it <laughs> can't unsend that so you want to use a tool and and not just for mail merge kind of uh, capabilities but for tracking and and uh just kind of pipeline management workflow all that sort of stuff if you had a tool that could prospect for the bloggers and journalists based on keywords that you put in it and you could feed it templates that it could base the email outreach on but then you could combine different uh, uh bits of data that you've collected and maybe even uh, kind of hand finessed or had uh, somebody do that part of it for you, uh, what, what some outreach folks call backfilling. And on top of that, you could have it automatically do a follow-up with uh, those folks who didn't respond and show you on pipeline reports who did respond, who's waiting for your response, uh, who's out of office or you know gave an auto response reply, et cetera. That's pretty darn cool. And that's exactly what Pitchbox allows you to do. So you could say, all right, I wanna follow up once, no, twice, let's say twice. And then we'll follow up after, let's say 10 days. And then we'll follow up again a- another seven days after that. And then we'll stop. You so, can set that up in Pitchbox. And that's awesome. Absolutely awesome. I wonder though, for the small business owner or you know, the 101 listener, how can they go about this kind of outreach without it being overwhelming? That sounds like a lot of work to someone. Um, it, it is. It, yeah. it is a lot of work and it is overwhelming. And that's why you shouldn't do it yourself. <laughs> Stay in your lane. <laughs> be focused on your core competency and don't try to be the jack of all trades. Um, yeah, this is a specialized thing. I mean, how are you going to try and get your own, uh, I don't know, TV appearance? I mean, it's possible. Yeah. you. I, I took a workshop and learned how to do this. And I cold called TV producers in the middle of the night because uh, they start work really early, like three in the morning. And I had my pitch already. I had a, a PDF, uh, one like a one sheet uh, uh, pitch that was ready to go. My, my, uh, segment proposal i figured out i rehearsed it before a bunch of times so that i could just seamlessly just bang it out on on a uh, two-minute phone call yeah you can totally do all that or you could just stick to your core competency and hire a pr firm to do that for you so it's up to you but 
I would one use the tools of like the the kind of premium tools of the job like Pitchbox and uh, linkresearchtools.com for doing uh, uh, analysis and uh, Majestic and um, Ahrefs and um, yeah, all, all, all the great tools, SEMrush, et cetera. Yeah. That's a lot, right? So you're already talking about expensive tools and then having enough uh, expertise and uh, your, your 10,000 hours, as Malcolm Gladwell explained, in in the book outliers to to be that expert so that you aren't looking like a a total newbie when you are pitching these journalists and bloggers yeah it's a commitment is this really what you want to try and uh, build into your core competencies probably not so just hire it out and if you don't have the money for an agency or or uh, a, a kind of a high-end consultant, you know, like y- you could hire me, but I'm, I'm expensive. So, um, yeah, you could just, I don't know, you could, what do you, you what hire stuff for? <laughs> well, there's actually a good book. Actually, I'm, I'm listening to, I, I'm, I like to listen to books, uh, but I do highly recommend anyone who wants to set this up in-house. I mean, there's no question hiring out. It's going to be a lot easier, a lot less stress, but if you want this to be a core competency within your company, like someone in-house doing this for you. Um, there's a great book called Free PR, How to Get Chased by the Press Without Hiring a PR Firm. It's written yep. by Cameron Harold and Adrian Salamanovic. I don't know how to say it. Anyway, it's excellent. Really great mm-hmm. tips. And uh, yep. again, you know, you're having to learn this. It's nothing simple about it, but it is uh, a fantastic way to start. Yeah, and Cameron, he he learned the ropes by growing one eight hundred got junk from I think it was sixty million to like four hundred million under his watch as the COO of the company, and uh, he just crushed it with getting so much free PR for one eight hundred got junk. He did a lot of other uh, system type. upgrades in in the organization in order to get to that level of revenue as well but one of their secrets to success was all the free pr they got yeah mm-hmm. and that'll be linked to from the show notes so anyone wants to see that book uh, yeah. you check it out but later. There, there are still free tools though because uh, i have to keep going back to our audience who's people that are either a learning seo or trying to improve their seo or small businesses trying to figure out how to do it themselves who don't have the budget especially in this day and age where there's people are struggling to keep their business floating let alone pay for consultants and services and tools. There are free things like help a reporter out, Haro. Uh, what are some of the things people in that situation may be able to do to, 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 to get a jump on some of this stuff because they don't have the budget, they don't have the personnel, they're just trying to find ways to survive? Yeah, I would say if you're willing to pick up the phone, do that because hardly anybody does that. I don't know what it is, but they're uh, kind of afraid to have their voice come through a, a telephone. And so they're re- resorting to just sending emails and everybody else is sending emails. If you want to be the, the person who stands out as different, pick up the telephone and make a phone call to a journalist or to a blogger or to... Uh, a, a TV station. Yeah, right? You could just make a call and say, hey, can I speak to the TV producer who books the guests? Mm-hmm. And then they either say, sure, one moment, or can I ask who's calling? Or um, they're not available, I'll put you to their voicemail, right? And then you put the, if you get put to their voicemail, don't leave a voicemail because that's only the only voicemail you get to leave. Nobody wants to get stalked and like, Oh, that's the second voicemail this week from this guy. Jeez, won't he leave us alone? Uh, so you only get one chance to leave a voicemail. So don't even leave one. And you got the voice greeting. Hey, this is Betsy at, uh, at the news desk. Please leave your message. Ah, okay. Now, next time when I call tomorrow, I'm just going to ask for Betsy. That'll make it sound like I'm, you know, more kind of in the, already in the know or, 
mm-hmm. uh, pre-selected. So that that's uh, an easy way to just get past a gatekeeper and potentially pitch your idea for, for a, a new story. But again, if you want to do it well and you want to get a, a high hit rate, then you got to practice your pitch, know it down cold. So you're not stumbling over your words, have a PDF that you've prepared a one pager and write an email beforehand, put that uh, attachment there uh, ready to go with that email. And when they tell you, Oh, send me an email. You can say, all right, what, what's your email address? Okay. I got it. I just sent it. Can you check your email real quick and see if you got my email? And can you see if you, if the PDF opens? Okay. Like, like who does that? Like normally they try to get rid of you because you know, most people will just give an email address and that's it. Like, sure. Yeah. I'll send you an email uh, or whatever, but if I have it ready to go and I send it right there and then, can you check to see if you got it? That already differentiates you and gives you another shot at, uh, at kind of saving the opportunity. So then they open the PDF and they're like, wow, oh, you've been on some TV stations before. Oh, you've, uh, you've got three books. Oh, or, or whatever the, your claim to fame is, right? Yeah, I'm the plumber to the stars. I've been plumbing in celebrities' homes for the last 20 years or whatever it is, right? So then they get to see that in the PDF right while they're on the phone with you, the likelihood of them opening a PDF when, you know, it's six hours later or whatever is a lot less. So yeah, I just, it's these little nuances that make all the difference. And uh, you're, you're not going to get them all right at the beginning, but if you start with a book like Free PR and, I, I know Cameron is a big proponent of picking up the phone and, and not being part of the slush pile of all the emails that everybody sends. So um, a lot of people yeah. are anxious. This is even, I can't even get my wife to call me. She's, she only texts. <laughs> <laughs> no one likes phones anymore. I don't know what the hell's wrong with them. I like them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's nice to hear I know it's, it's a little scary, but the fear of rejection isn't actually that scary once you kind of get acclimated to it. And you think, okay, what's the worst thing that could happen? They tell me no. Well, they're not going to say, I'm going to report you to the police or don't you ever call this TV station ever again. No, they're just going to say, no, thanks. We're not interested, but thanks for calling. Okay. Or maybe the gatekeeper kind of shuts you down and say, you know what? We don't take unsolicited calls, but you know, you can send an email to our our news desk. And you're like, okay, thank you. And then you call at four in the morning instead of six. And then you miss the gatekeeper because the gatekeeper didn't come in yet. <laughs> and you go, the person who picks up the phone is the TV producer. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very nice. Those are great tips. Thank you very much. Well, let's take a quick break. We come back. I think it'd be interesting to talk about, about, uh, about AI and All how right. that might be working into people's future. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. 
TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. We're joined by Stefan Spencer, co-author of The Art of SEO, author of Google Power Search, founder of Net Concepts, and business coach. Um, that's not even scratching it, man. You're busy, man. Okay, so um, <laughs> you mentioned earlier on about future-proofing and how AI works into it. I don't, you know, I know we have a lot of one-on-one listeners, but I also get a lot of very technical questions. So I'm, I think it'd be an interesting foray into that. Where do you think artificial intelligence works into SEO and or now and in the future? Yeah, well, there is, uh, where, where would it, not fit in <laughs> it'd be uh, an, an an easier question to answer i think it fits in everywhere because if you're trying to figure out which keywords to focus on there are ai tools uh that can help you with that uh, if you're trying to uh, optimize existing content and make it more um kind of keyword rich but not spammy <laughs> right mm -hmm. it's not number of occurrences of the keyword but making it uh uh, cover more related topics, what some SEOs refer to as LSI keywords, um, working those into an existing article or starting an article from scratch. You know, there's an AI that will write an article from scratch for you. And a lot of times people won't be able to tell it was written by an AI. Uh, this, this technology is called GPT-3. It's from OpenAI, and uh, there are companies that are using it to create all kinds of content to solve all kinds of problems, do uh, you know, lots of different kinds of use cases, everything from image labeling to manufacturing-related uh, tasks and so forth. It's a very uh, versatile uh, algorithm. Or, or technology and yeah it's in private beta right now but it's only a matter of time before it becomes public for everybody and you just pay for it and you could tell it to for example write an uh, write me a poem in the style of dr seuss about elon musk and how he has uh, SpaceX and he built that builds rockets and Tesla that builds electric cars and da 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 and and just giving it a few sentence explanation of what it should do, it can create that poem for you and that's exactly what it did when somebody gave that instruction to GPT three. If you Google for Elon Musk uh, uh, GPT three poem or AI poem, it'll it'll show up at the top there and it's just amazing when you read the content of this uh this poem think what an ai wrote this it's it's wild like for, for example one of my my uh uh favorite stanzas from from that poem is uh let's see it's mars okay I'll, but I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll send my Mars rovers to red planet you. That's amazing. Like it's, it's a little mean, <laughs> but <laughs> makes me, makes me a little anxious about what is in store for us when the AIs are, are finally outsmarting us. But mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's pretty darn creative and it's available now why wouldn't you incorporate at least some sort of R&D or, or test projects into what you're doing? I remember attending Abundance 360 
and, and hearing Peter Diamandis uh, say that there are going to be two kinds of businesses at the end of this decade. So uh, Peter Diamandis is the uh, founder of Abundance 360, also the founder of the X Prize that gave $10 million to the first uh, team that developed a, a spaceship that could take passengers and, and uh, come back to Earth safely and then do another uh, round trip within like two weeks later. Yeah, $10 million prize. So he said at Abundance 360, there are going to be two kinds of businesses that will be in business at the end of this decade. Businesses that use AI at their core and businesses that are out of business. Hmm. And so if you are, let's say, a financial planner or an accountant or a lawyer or a consultant, a business coach, <laughs> life coach, whatever, and you aren't using AI, you will be out of business in, in a decade. I mean, pro probably sooner. You need to start playing with this stuff now because there's only one way to outsmart an AI. Do you happen to know what that is? Get a better AI. Exactly. <laughs> but you don't show up at a gunfight with a sword you're not going to outsmart an AI unless you have an AI to help you. Did any, um, are there any products you mentioned a few concepts for products that are, but do any come to mind that are available already? Like keyword tools for AI and such? Uh, yeah. Market muse. They use a lot of AI. Um, so that's market. That's muse, good. Market muse. Yep. yep. It's, it's not inexpensive, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's definitely a, a great tool. And, um, yeah, I think most of the 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 big enterprise tools mm -hmm. are uh, incorporating some a AI components in them. Um, it doesn't yeah. take a small amount of infrastructure, so I imagine it would be mostly enterprise right now. Well, you know, if if you were trying to figure out how to incorporate some AI into a WordPress plugin and only charge a hundred bucks a month for it you'd probably sign up for that private beta of GPT-3 and figure out a use case where you could give some keyword recommendations or some uh, copy optimization recommendations based on the AI, but not something super uh, significant and, and kind of over the top, but something more scaled down and, and treat that like it's a... Uh, prototype or, or an initial kind of first mi minimum viable product. And, and there's probably tools out there that, that are doing uh, just that thing. Yeah. Does InLinks use that? I wonder. Maybe not. I don't know I, if I, they have an, an, an AI. Love that tool though. Anyone who hasn't heard about it, check out InLinks. Is it .net? Let me just check that. It is .net. Yeah. Great, great stuff there. Oh, yep. well, that's, that's great. Um, is there anything that you would like to add? Like, I know there's so much going on. We're, we're all over, pretty overwhelmed these days, uh, which is good. Business is, is strong and there's lots to learn. But is there anything in particular that stands out that you'd like to share with the crowd? Well, you know, the thing that um, I found that makes the biggest difference uh, for, for me and my business and for my clients are the, just going back to the fundamentals, it's not even just the figuring out the right strategies because you know the, the, the book, The Art of War, uh, my favorite quote from that book is, tactics without strategy is the noise before defeat. Uh, it's a great quote. Um, but it's not just about the strategy, it's about your mindset and it's about um, having a powerful intention for what you're gonna do and then it's like the universe rewards you for that. So if you want to have a bigger business and a more successful business, meditate. Like actually meditate or pray or uh, have uh, what, um, uh, oh gosh, the guy who wrote The Road Less Stupid, Keith Cunningham, that's who it is. He talked that recently. <laughs> uh, he's, he's awesome. Uh, he talks about having a thinking chair that you sit in and that's the only time you sit in it 
is when you're thinking and no laptops or devices allowed, it's just pen and paper or notebook and, and pen. And you just think. And avoid the stupid tax. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so the, these sorts of things can make such a profound impact on your business and your life. It's so simple, like just meditate or pray or uh, be intentional. Like I, I have the intention before I do anything, whether it's a podcast interview or a prospect call or a client uh, deliverable meeting or whatever, is how am I going to reveal light? Uh, how am I going to add value or at least just have that intention? I'm going to reveal light or I'm going to add value or I'm going to make a difference uh, for these people uh, in this interview or on this client call or prospect call makes a difference. It really does. Mm -hmm. Well, I can say from personal experience working with you that it, 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 you definitely have that intention when we were, when you were helping me with coaching and, and uh, you know, it's, it's definitely made a difference in my business. I'm more focused. I've got uh, a greater sense of, of what I need to do, what I want. Um, so uh, yeah, I, it works. It definitely works. <laughs> That's awesome to hear. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. I definitely appreciate it. Thank you. Um, and I should note that Stefan has, or Stefan, turn it, <laughs> has uh, two great podcasts, Marketing Speak and Get Yourself Optimized, both of which I listen to. Excellent, excellent um, interviews and thoughts. And I always take something away from them. So yeah, definitely Thank check you. those out. Uh, and uh, well, I'm, I'm just so pleased we could have you on today. Thank you, Stefan. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, thank you for all the good stuff you do in the world and you know all the light you reveal, both of you guys. Yeah, John tries. <laughs> A little stab there. <laughs> <laughs> he isn't even there. Um, <laughs> well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, John Carcutt, Director of SEO for Advanced Local, and our special guest, Stefan Spencer, co-author of The Art of SEO, author of Google Power Search, founder of Net Concepts, and, business, and a fantastic business coach, I'll say again. Thanks for joining us today. Remember, we have a show notes newsletter you can sign up for at seo101radio.com. And uh, if you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Facebook group, easily found by searching SEO 101 Podcast on Facebook. Have a great week and remember to tune into future episodes, which are at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern every Monday on webmasterradio.fm. And make sure to tune into the next episode. We're going to have John Mueller on the show for our 400 episode. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.